Well, listeners, we have an interesting episode planned for you today. We have some experts from our office tackling some fun student questions. So we we have people submit listener questions through our website, which if you'd like to add some, please go visit the website and do that. But today we have Ross Wood, who is our career advisor for the College of Applied Arts and our liaison for veterans here at Texas State. And Ross, we're going to ask you a few questions or at least one question. Sounds (laughs) great. And see if we can get your expertise. So um, can you can you enlighten us or tell us a little bit about what an informational interview is? An informational interview. Sure. Informational interview, the best way I describe it, it's trying to connect with somebody out there that's doing it already, uh, that's living the dream. You know, it's finding somebody that has a job title that you aspire to, that ha- that works at a place that you would like to work. And really the idea of an informational interview is you're not asking for a job yet, <laughs> but um, you're asking, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Uh, can I just pick your brain? Uh, how did you get from where I am to where you are? What's it like in the day in the life of? It's networking. You're really trying to you know, hear where their path was, how they decided, you know, which way to go in their industry, what was their first jobs, what was their first employers. So it's really getting a chance to hear that story that somebody's, um, you know, already experienced. And it's very educational. You're getting to hear job titles, employers you haven't ever heard before, Mm. um, hearing everybody's path. It's a little bit, but it leads to kind of two questions. You know, you get a chance to, to bond, connect, get to know each other a little bit. You know, that's that first question's networking 101 is, man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Do you know anybody else good for me to mm-hmm. talk to? Oh, yeah, I got a buddy over here. Let me reintroduce you, you know, and you start it all over again. Um, but that second question is, you know, do you know anybody that's looking for somebody like me? Do you know anybody mm-hmm. that's hiring? So it can lend to finding out about a job. But sometimes it's just getting a chance just to kind of hear somebody else's career path. And what does that look like for yeah. maybe you? Um, people like to talk about themselves. And they like to help. Yeah. And so informational interviews kind of lend them lend that to it. Well, I'm sure, it, and we know, you know, because we hear from students that it, it tends to make the people who were reached out to feel good because it, it makes them feel like they've made it or they're yeah. successful at whatever they're doing. And, you know, someone needs their advice, which Absolutely. is nice. Um, well, what sort of tactics or resources would you recommend for a student trying to find someone to informational interview? Sure. You know, the challenge is everybody says you need to network and that sounds really great. But then it's like, how do I network if I don't know anybody? Um, So I lean on and use it. I use it on a regular basis. But LinkedIn Mm -hmm. uh, on LinkedIn, there is an alumni tab that you can find. um, There's one hundred and sixty six hundred and sixty seven thousand Bobcats. And I always talk to a student saying, I guarantee you somebody that literally has been in the same seat you've been in, same major, same classes, same, you know, career goals are probably within that group. And it's already something that you have in common with them. Mm -hmm. So it starts that conversation a little bit easier, but it's a great way to really research and find some contacts. You can see where they live, where they work, what they do, Mm -hmm. what they studied, what they're skilled at. LinkedIn's always trying to connect you with other people. So it's an amazing resource to help you find somebody that otherwise you're like, Kind of don't know who, yeah. you know, who I should talk to. And, you know, talking to alumni, they like getting those calls. Again, they want to help if they can. Mm-hmm. Or as you alluded to is, you know, somebody all of a sudden is like successful. I've never thought <laughs> about myself successful, right? Uh, somebody wants to hear my story. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they, they do want to, you know, 
do that and help any way they can. Yeah. Yeah. That tool that he mentioned, the alumni search tool is one of the best resources that I like to share with my students because for a liberal arts, so many of the degrees are rather broad when it comes to what you can do. And so I find it extremely helpful to go and look. These are what all these various majors are doing with their degree. And so it's not only great for networking, it's an awesome research tool. So Absolutely. Great pointers, Ross. We knew you you had those in you. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, so if I, let's say I am a sophomore or a junior and I'm not going to do, I'm not planning on doing an internship this summer because we're, we're about to end the spring semester here. Uh, what sort of other activities or things should I do to continue to kind of prepare and and try to make myself competitive in my career? Sure. So, you know, I always say is it would be great if everybody gets an internship and depending on where you fall in, if you're a freshman, sophomore, uh, junior may or may not be ready to do that. Um, But that doesn't mean you still can't be preparing yourself and doing that career prep in advance. So over the summer, if you haven't ever had a job, find a job. Um, If you haven't volunteered, look for those opportunities to volunteer because the skills and abilities you gain from a part-time job um, from volunteering are what's called transferable skills. So problem solving, critical thinking, communication, you're starting to build the work ethic. Are you, you know, positive teacher teachable? Those are things that you can still work on and are going to look good on your resume, but also is summer is a great time to start working on the, the tool side. So maybe you've never worked on your resume. Maybe you know, everybody keeps telling you this thing called LinkedIn. Now is a time to start working on, you know, the tool side of it. Do a practice interview. Um, again, our office is open over the summer. A lot of people think we get to go away and that we shut down <laughs> over the summer. We're still here. Um, so use that time where you're not having to do classes and tests and studying and midterms to actually, you know, maybe work on the tool side um, so that when you are ready to start applying for an internship, you you got the tools ready and you're and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's that's a very good idea of tangible things they can do, which is nice. And uh, another thing I would recommend is for all students to take a look at LinkedIn Learning. Uh, LinkedIn Learning is something you have access to through Texas State, and you can log in with your NetID and password. And there are trainings in there on all kinds of things, things that you know require technical expertise, like programming skills and all that, but even things like public speaking and communication. And so that's another way that if you just are really dying to continue to learn, do that over the summer. So, well, thanks, Ross, for My your pleasure. expertise. As a, we love having you on the show, of course. This is your second time. So thank you again for setting setting aside some time to chat with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite, as always. Welcome. All right. Next up, we have Daphne Wolf on the podcast today. Daphne is the career advisor for the Fine Arts and Communication School here at Texas State. And um, she's relatively new to her office, but not really. She's about to have her one-year anniversary, and she's awesome. And we love having her on the team. (laughs) Thanks for having me. The term mock interview is kind of a weird one. And I know that it it does throw people off sometimes. Can you kind of elaborate on what a mock interview was and if a student were to schedule an appointment for one of those, what that would look like? Yeah. And I think they can take a lot of different shapes as well. So I'll I'll outline like kind of what a traditional mock interview is going to be like. And then you know, like how I do it with some of my students as well. Cool. Is um, a mock interview typically is going to be where you come in exactly how you would 
if this were a real interview. We sit down across the table from each other or across Zoom <laughs> um, or Teams or however. We're video conferencing. And we I ask questions the same way an interviewer would. So that first question is always going to be a tell me about yourself. And then we might dive into some more behavioral questions um, related to your industry. So it might be like, tell me about a time where you've planned a social media campaign or mm-hmm. what's been a, a campaign that has uh, stood out to you as a consumer. And then what do you think some uh, steps were that the the ad agency or whatever uh, took to come up with that that idea, right? And so those those are some like really specific to my college. And then I always like to uh, ask the questions of like, you know, why should we hire you? Why are you the ideal candidate? Because that is, those are the kinds of questions that typically trip up a lot of students and, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to sell yourself. And so those are, those are like the questions that I typically go to for a traditional mock interview. Nice. And then once we've kind of concluded that, I, I'll be having, I'll have taken notes throughout the, um, throughout the interview. And then we'll go back question by question give some overall feedback and then give some specific feedback about how you answer each one of those questions, right? Um, I do a little abbreviated um, with my students just because typically we're talking about the job for a little bit about a little bit of the appointment Mm -hmm. and then um, we'll dive into just individual questions. And so I'll go through those like top 10 hardest interview questions like the tell me about yourself. Why are you the ideal candidate? Uh, when have you experienced conflict in the workplace? Right. Um, those are some that typically trip trip students up. And so then after each question, we'll do feedback about that specific question so that they can answer, they can ask questions about how they answered it and, and reflect, you know, pretty immediately afterwards. Nice. I like the way you, how you structured those appointments. I'm like, I need to take notes myself. <laughs> Might think of arranging, rearranging some things. Um, Speaking of harder questions, you mentioned the please tell me about yourself question. Mm-hmm. What would be your best advice for how to answer that, that question to students? Yeah, I think, you know, keep it, keep it short. So your elevator pitch or your tell me about yourself kind of question can be adapted in so many, so many situations. It could be your elevator pitch. It could be the beginning of, a, of an interview. Um, and so I like to phrase it that way. So I don't I don't go by the script method, mm-hmm. like you know, saying I am a Texas State student and the communications program. I'm more like I want to hit on a few different things. So if I were talking to a potential employer and I were a comm studies student, I'd say, Hi, my name is Daphne Wolf. I'm a comm studies student. I've had experiences in journalism. I've had experiences in graphic design, but I really, um, really am passionate about how people tell their story, and I want to help help you do that at this mm-hmm. company right and so i think it's really important not to go into too many details and you know go off on a tangent i think a lot of folks are like well i'm originally from fort worth but <laughs> i you know then we moved here and then to here and then I'm like that's not you know that's not all that important for employers yeah. to know and so being really succinct and to the point and making sure you're hitting your most translatable points they Mm -hmm. might be things that are already on your resume they might already know these things about you but just reiterating and this is how i can bring it to your company Mm -hmm. at the end of that that question is always and this is how i can do this here because i'm a rock star that's right right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah very tailored to that question because they uh, i always like to tell my students the back half of that question is left off it's please tell me about yourself dot 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 in relation to this job, yes. you know? Yeah, and the experiences uh, you've had yeah. related to this job, yeah. Exactly, yeah, avoid 
things that you know that they shouldn't ask about. I, I hear age all the time, which right. you're not supposed to bring that up. I hear uh, details about families, you know, married, yeah. single, all that stuff. And uh, frankly, it's none of their business. No, <laughs> so exactly. don't tell them. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Okay. And that's, that, there's another one is of, uh, I've heard people say, oh, this will be my first job. Oh, yeah. Or this will be my first full-time job. And I'm always like, oh, I don't know if I would say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that point. being your first-time job is a bad thing at all. It just might be saying like, oh, and I'm less experienced than other candidates right. for interviewing. Right. Um, don't need to draw attention to that. Right. Such, such a great point. Thanks, Daphne, for sharing your wisdom. It was so fun to have you on the podcast. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get more of your wisdom later on. Yeah, thanks for having me, y'all. So today we also get to hear from Laura Jones. She's the Assistant Director for Employer Relations and Outreach here at Texas State. And so because of her position and being very in the know with employers and what they're doing, we have quite a few questions that are are employer focused, I suppose, and then some some fun ones, of course. Um, But Laura, you know, we're maybe nearing the end of the <laughs> pandemic. I don't know if it's fair to say, but entering we, a new chapter. Yes, entering a new chapter. We know that fall will look different. And mm-hmm. so can you kind of share with us what you think job fairs are going to look like in the in the fall or I guess the future of job fairs? Yeah. And so really I think the the main thing is how recruiting, you know, from an employer's perspective is really going to shift post pandemic, which um I think it's going to really fall to this blend. I think, you know, employers got to see the potential of what it's like to recruit virtually. And for a lot of them, you know, from the employer side, they spend a lot of time and money and effort traveling to see students, to get to campuses, to do in-person things. And so I think um, to a point, you're going to see some of the things that they do keep happening virtually just because it saves them resources and time. They have the ability to get to campuses that they wouldn't physically, but they can reach them virtually. Um, you know, if it's just a place that's harder to get to or they can't fit it into their schedule. Um, so I think from the employer's perspective, there's going to be some interest to continue on with virtual aspects of their mm-hmm. their standard recruiting. Um, you know, so that might be kind of trying to find those workshops and connections that they can host virtually. Um, or info sessions. I think interviews will continue virtually. Um, And then I think, you know, you might see some, especially this fall, we have heard a lot of employers are still not necessarily going to be allowed to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of companies pretty early on said, you know, restricted travel budgets until 2022. So I think the the fall's not going to be completely, quote, normal Mm -hmm. um, from what we've seen in the past yet. So I do think that there will be virtual elements to how employers are engaging with our students. Um, But we've also heard a lot who are very anxious and ready to see students in person, Um, you know, prefer that kind of face-to-face meeting. And so I think what you're going to see is a blend, really, uh, you know, we kind of use in our office and maybe other areas do too, like a hybrid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to be all in person. It's not going to be all virtual. Um, from our world, like employer engagement area, we're really kind of thinking, how can we leverage this, you know, kind of hybrid space of of meeting employers where they're at to kind of provide virtual help and virtual resources to connect to students? And then how can we also still provide some face-to-face opportunities? So 
It might just be less face-to-face opportunities, Mm -hmm. more smaller, intimate face-to-face opportunities. So it's not maybe on this grand scale, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then having a couple traditional fairs, um, you know, whatever traditional looks like, it might be more spaced still. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, something for students to be able to meet face-to-face and then something to still also have the opportunity for virtual um, as well as it's kind of where we see this going. So yeah. um, we're not going to lose a virtual element. We're not going to lose the face-to-face. I think we're going to embrace both Yeah, and have more options. And who doesn't want more options? Right. Well, definitely the best <laughs> of both worlds. Because I know I've talked to students who have both preferred virtual and in-person when it comes to fairs or events mm-hmm. or classes, you name it. So right. uh, I guess, yeah, moving forward, we can sort of try to accommodate everyone at Uh, least for a little bit (laughs) well my last question for you Laura is um okay so have you in the past had a quirky job responsibility that you can think of that and at the time you're like oh this is this is pointless you know I'm never going to use this again that has somehow shown up and been useful in another job oh interesting Okay, well, this is potentially one, but it's really subtle. It's a weird thing, but I'll just share because <laughs> it's the only thing that's come to my mind. And since I have blank space, um, I worked in public relations in New York City for a bit. And so a lot of different events that we did, but it's all press related. So we'd have these press sheets of people's printed out kind of bios and faces. and um, basically so we could spot the talent. So I mm. needed to know what important people were at these events that I need to be mindful of. And so sometimes my job responsibility was to basically be around the front door greeting people. But really, my job was to get on that walkie as soon as they passed me mm. to alert everyone, like this governor, this, this person, this celebrity, this movie star, and blah, 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 is, you know, is has arrived and do building. it subtly after yeah. they pass me. So I think I got really good at um, remembering faces oh. because of that. Yeah. The problem is I'm still not great at remembering names, which <laughs> is something I need to work on. But I'm really good at knowing people's faces or knowing students' faces after I've seen them like once because uh-huh. I used to have to like study a sheet of paper and then as soon as people walked in, be able to identify them later on and then go point them out sometimes to like yeah. – you know, my boss, they'd have to be like, okay, you saw this person arrive. Where are they? So I kind of had to remember like what they were wearing or wow. some characteristic about them to be like, um, okay, or that reporter, they're right over there. That was the person with that, or uh-huh. that's that talent. And I did like, I did one with, um, there's a bunch of different like top chef contestants oh, yeah, yeah. there. And I knew the show, but like, I don't know their faces and their names. And so I had to kind of be like, uh, that was that chef over there. That's who that is right there. Okay, that's that reporter. And That's wearing, so, you know, the, wow. the purple tie and the tan yeah. shoes. It huh. was very weird. I basically, like, stalked people. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that sounds a little creepy, Laura. It does. It <laughs> does. But I think it made me really good at, like, knowing, yeah. I don't know, remembering people's faces or, or identifiers and how to, like, just make people memorable mm-hmm. in my brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess that definitely lends itself to your your role of interacting with a billion different employers and yeah. different representatives. Yeah, like I can see them and meet them and, and remember like their companies or mm-hmm. rem- or I'll see them later on and can like, I, I remember conversing with you for a quick second or, mm-hmm. or when they like, actually I think how it works is 
works well is when someone checks in for the fair, I might not even necessarily have a conversation with them, but I'm taught it's ingrained in me to kind of like take a quick snapshot of them in their in my brain mm-hmm. as they're checking in so I can kind of associate them later with like, oh, those were the recruiters from Dell or that was this person, you know, from Chevron or this, you know, just, I don't know, wherever company they came from, I kind of take snapshots to try to remember who they are. Nice. So maybe that's one that kind of was random but came into play now. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks, Laura, for sharing your expertise with us. And uh, thanks for letting me be a part of the yeah, podcast. Of course. Again. Of course. A Walk Across Texas State is hosted by Tori Graham. Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.